Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. On this edition, we're going to we're going to kind of put a bow on our high school football coverage as, you know, the finals were this past weekend or the weekend before when you consider eight player and in the eight player was Adrian Lenaway Christian Division 2 beating Marion 36 to 18 in eight man D1 it was Martin besting Indian River Inland Lakes 30 to 26 then an 11 man football Ubley in Division 8 bested Ottawa Lake Whiteford 21 to 6 Harper Woods beat Grand Rapids South Christian in D4 in D6 Kingsley beat Almont 38-24 in Division 2 Muskegon knocked off two-time defending champ Warren De La Salle those are all the games that were on Saturday and on Sunday you had Jack Jackson at Lumen Christie beating Menominee 34-30. Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central beating Mason 27-10. Grand Rapids Catholic Central beating Corona 21-7. And Detroit Southfield Arts and Technology defeating Belleville, who's also, I think, back-to-back champs as well, 36-32. So the thing that really kind of sticks out to me there, Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central, who bet, beat Mount Pleasant, went on to win it. Ubley, who beat Beale City, went on to win it. So it's one you kind of look back and wonder, maybe, just maybe, either one of those teams could have gone on to win that state championship if they could have gotten by the opponent that bested them. And for our regular season teams, you know, kind of our ultra locals that I always talk about, Sigurd Academy finished the season 9-2. There are only two losses to Morris and Marion, but their best season of eight-man football thus far. They've had a couple seven and three years, but this 9-2 season, the best. And man, they graduate a great group of seniors, but still got a lot of great juniors coming back as well. Some sophomores also played a big role on this team too. Mount Pleasant Oilers finishing 9-2 on the year and winning nine in a row. Only bookend losses to Saginaw Heritage and a ultimate state champ in Division Three, Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. The Beale City Aggies finished the season 11-2, only two losses, the team's over in the thumb with Harbor Beach. And if you had different weather that game, I think it definitely could have been a different result. But Ubley, they were a really strong team and just really controlled the clock. I believe they had seven fourth down and short conversions. That was ultimately the difference in that game. But Beale City finishing the season at 11-2. And kind of our fringe schools, Claire fell to Bullet Creek in their playoff opener, finished the year 7-3. The Shepherd Blue Jays 3-6 on the year. Kind of two head-scratching losses. As you look at Ovid LC and Elma, other than that, losing to Gladwin, Beaverton, Claire, and Ithaca, some really strong competition for the Jays. But that, that's kind of where our teams finished. And did the All-22 team last year, this year, there's too many seniors that were standout players on all of our teams that I could give recognition to, give love to. And so a shout-out to all those seniors, Claire, Shepard, Mount Pleasant, Beale City, and Cigarette Academy. But what we're going to do on you know this kind of edition of the Spock Sports you know football review, it's kind of pick an MVP from one side of the ball for Sacred Heart for Mount Pleasant and Shepard the three teams that we covered a bunch we only saw Shepard at the beginning of the season and unfortunately didn't cover Claire this year again those Claire Sanford Meridian games Shepard Claire games Shepard Sanford games if they weren't on the same night as a Mount Pleasant Midland as a Mount Pleasant Midland I we would be there for those games as well so schedules work out next year the year after that we will make those games happen. Just kind of, you know, looking ahead there. And speaking of looking ahead, we're also going to talk some high school basketball in this edition of Spock Sports Show because, well, it starts now, tomorrow night, Tuesday, November 28th to be exact. Mount Pleasant hosting Midland Now and Boys High School Hoops. Friday will also be out in Beale City as the boys host ever. And then next week, got Shepard hosting Beale City in Girls High School Hoops. And mark it on the calendar right now, December 30th, McGurk Arena, tipping off right around noon. Shepherd Mount Pleasant Girls. Right after that, at McGurk Arena, all these at McGurk Arena. Beale City, Sacred Heart Girls. After that, Beale City, Sacred Heart Boys. After that, Shepherd 
Mount Pleasant Boys. It is going to be a fantastic day, and all the proceeds raised are going to benefit the United Way of Gratiot and Isabella County. Cool, cool stuff we're being able to do, partnering up with our local schools and partnering up with Central Michigan University and the United Way to make a difference here in our mid-Michigan community. It is the Buck 92 Backyard Brawl Basketball Benefit. Make sure you join us December 30th at McGurk Arena. And when we come back, we'll take you on that deep dive in high school football MVPs, I will say. A quick touch on, you know, the other sports world going down. Lions are 8-3. and three looking good. Michigan State, CMU, their football seasons have come to an end. CMU hung with Toledo for a little bit at home on senior day this past Friday, but just, we're not able to pull things out. But congratulations to Coach McElwain and the crew on a great year. We're graduating 12 seniors, so a lot of talent. 12, 13 seniors, so a lot of talent coming back for the Chippewas next year. A lot of great talent coming in. That's something we'll talk about as we go towards next year. But U of M, that's kind of the big story from this past weekend in football that's you know not concerning high school, in my opinion. They bested Ohio State. Look good doing it. Two interceptions, pretty much the big difference in that game. They now move on to the Big Ten Championship versus Iowa. They win that game, and they will be in the college football playoff. And Harbaugh should be back on the sidelines now after that three-game suspension. Time for a quick break here on the Spock Sports Show, Spock Sports Show podcast on Buck 92 every Monday night at 7 o'clock in podcasting. Wherever you get your podcast, we are always presented by Barberry Law from every case they take, they take personally. When we come back, we're talking the MVPs offensively and defensively for Sacred Heart, Mount Pleasant, and the Beale City Aggies. We put a bow on our high school football season and look ahead to high school basketball that starts tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip-off at Mount Pleasant High School from the Barberry Law from Mobile Sports Studios. Back with more Spock Sports Show right after this on Buck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the Central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 every Monday night, 7 p.m. in podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what's going down in the second half of Spock Sports Show here is we're talking those MVPs from both sides of the football. Sacred Heart, from Mount Pleasant, from Beale City. And when I'm picking these guys, it doesn't have, I don't have any numbers in front of me. It has nothing to do with numbers. I might talk a couple numbers for some of these players, but what I saw from these guys were the moments, the big plays. The leadership, that, that's kind of what this is all about, the Spock Sports Show MVP, we will say. And there's kind of a, a, a few moments that really stand out to me for this season, um, being on the field after the district and regional championships with Beale City. That was just absolutely special. Being on the field with Mount Pleasant after they fell to Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central. You know, that, that was that day game got done early. That, that was pretty special, too. And the same for Beale City after they fell in the state semifinals, but just didn't really compare to the what, what felt like on the field after that regional championship victory and if you want to see what i mean go to the spock sports facebook page be able to scroll back and find a video of me out on the field and everybody's just just all smiles out there that that's what it's all about the small town friday night lights the whole town on the field kind of thing it might sound cheesy but oh if you're there it's so so true 
I have another you know moment that stands out to me with, with two coaches. I guess two moments with the two coaches from Beale City and Mount Pleasant. Is that being on the you know field that regional championship victory? Here comes Brad Gross with like the biggest tray of you know cookies and Scotch or Dews that you've ever seen in your entire life, just walking around handing it out to anybody who wanted one. And then after Mount Pleasant had bested Midland Dow to wrap up the Saginaw Valley League North Championship, I was kind of walking out of the press box towards you know the end, lights kind of going off the stadium. Here comes Jason McIntyre walking up the stands and he just he just had the smile on his face you could tell he was so so satisfied with that victory over Midland Dow and the way that his team played oh that, that that's just, that's a moment that'll still stick out with me seeing that smile on his face but what a year it was for our teams again but I'm only going to pick one MVP from offensive side and the defensive side for each team so only six guys this year because I'm not going to have 50 all 22 team plaques made because that's about how many I'd have to hand out with all the seniors this year when I think of Mount Pleasant when I think of Beale City and when I think of Sacred Heart and so make it a little bit tougher for this guy to kind of narrow down and choose things but that that's what I'm going to do that's part of my job I guess and we will start with Sacred Heart Academy and the offensive side of the ball and Try to do everything I could to give this to all seniors, but I think any senior on the offensive side of the ball or junior or sophomore would tell you Jason Bogue was pretty darn special this year for Sacred Heart Academy. Josh Wheaton and I talk all the time, coach from Sacred Heart, about there's not a whole lot of pure quarterbacks in eight-man football. A lot of times it's just the best athlete back there, and they're going to run, run, run. Every once in a while, he might whip it down the field or something like that. That is not Jason Bulk. He is a true dual-threat quarterback that I think has a chance to play football at the next level if he chooses to do so. I think of the Portland-St. Pats game that they won 21-20. A couple dimes he dropped in there to Joel McDonald, to Connor Stemke. He was just unbelievable all year long. Yeah, he had some Good receivers to throw to. The other thing, he ran it a lot too, and he is very effective running the football. Talked a lot this year about how fortunate we were with the three quarterbacks that we were covering with Bogue, Fussman, and Logan Barodichuk. Only one of those guys coming back, and it's Mr. Jason Bogue. I can't wait to see what he's going to look like as a senior quarterback for the Irish. So again, no no numbers in front of me, but what he did, you know, stir the drink, running the show. He was so special for Sacred Heart Academy this year. Big reason why they had their best eight-man season since they switched over, guys, five, six, seven years ago now. So Jason Bogle, the offensive MVP for Sacred Heart Academy. The defensive MVP, hard-pressed for me not to go to Aiden Halliday, but he missed a few games this year, and I saw something defensively that I will never see again. Told you a lot of this is about the moments that I saw. And Connor Stemke had himself a defensive moment that we will, or I will never see again. You will maybe never hear again as long as I call these games. Against Weberville in the first quarter, he had an interception return for a touchdown. Sagar came out and kicked the extra point. Kickoff happened. Then the next play from scrimmage, Jackson Verlegger gets into the backfield, forces a fumble from the Weberville quarterback, Connor Stemke, picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown. Back-to-back defensive touchdowns and back-to-back plays from scrimmage. That is something I will never see again. And other than that, he was an absolute beast defensively as well on the defensive line or lineup at linebacker, wherever they needed him to be. Another shout-out to Jackson Verlager, who, man, he did a great job filling in for Aiden Halliday towards the end of that year. But Connor Stemke, my defensive MVP for Sacred Academy, again, he was great all year long, but you have that moment, back-to-back defensive touchdowns, one a pick six, one a scoop and score on back-to-back plays for scrimmage. I don't think I'll ever see it again. So Connor Stemke, congratulations to him, Jason Bogue. Defensive and offensive MVP for Sacred Heart Academy. And the Mount Pleasant Oilers, oh man, this was a really, really tough one because it kind of came down to a core of guys offensively and then kind of two guys defensively, and it was really, really tough for me to choose. 
But offensively, I mean, like I said, there's so many guys that could go to. You talk about Riley Olsen, Easton Day as wide receivers. They talk numbers here. They put up big numbers. But again, they're a sophomore and a junior. They'll be back next year. It's kind of all about the seniors, if I can make it about the seniors. And so that has me thinking. Caleb Newbecker in the backfield, Barotachuk under center, A.J. Dennis, and Cal Kowalik. And Mr. Kowalik, the way he moved around the field, he would line up at guard. He'd line up at the other tackle. He would line up at fullback. He would line up wherever you needed him to be. And so when I pick an offensive MVP, it's going to be Mr. Cal Kowalik for the Mount Pleasant Oilers because of that versatility he brought to the squad. Brogan Parks line up at fullback, maybe a little bit more of a wide receiver threat or a receiver threat out of the backfield. But when you line Cal Kowalik in the, up in that short, you know, eye formation, you just needed two or three yards. You knew he was absolutely going to blow up the linebacker on the other side of line of scrimmage to make sure if whether it was Newbecker or, or, or Hutchins or Rubio run the football that they were going to be able to pick up that extra yard or two. And I think I heard Max say it a lot this year talking about uh, Cal that he is what Oiler football is all about. Sacrificing, giving up for the next man. Like I said, he, he could have started probably anywhere offensively if he wanted to, but instead, no, we're going to have you a fullback. We're going to have you a guard. We're going to have you a tackle. We're going to have you wherever we need to have you. And so Cal Kowalik, my offensive MVP for the Mount Pleasant Oilers, he was just absolutely special. Slide over to the defensive side of the football. Again, this was really, really tough. And I talked about two guys. You know, let me give a shout out to Carter Dole. He had a bunch of interceptions this year. And Josiah Green, who was just stout on the line all season long. Marcus Castellan, Logan Zenneberg, those two guys were kind of the tone setters this year defensively for the Mount Pleasant Oilers. I should throw Tyler Hutchins in there as well. Logan Zenneberg is going to be my defensive MVP for the Mount Pleasant Oilers. He would just seem to be Mr. Right Place, Mr. Right Time whenever he needed to be. And he's another one of those guys that when I go down on the field after that game, he believe me, he would choke slam me. Don't get it twisted. But I just think, man, if he's out there doing it in the Saginaw Valley, why didn't I have a little bit more heart when I was younger and go out there and play some football? Again, don't have any of the numbers in front of me, but it's about the moments that this man had. And you can even go back to last year, essentially had the the winning tackle for the Saginaw Valley League Championship on a fourth down and short, I believe against TC Central late in the year. Just unbelievable player. And Mac would say the very same thing about him as he does for Cal Kowalik that I think is the ultimate, ultimate, you know, compliment that you can get from a Mount Pleasant football player is he is what the program is all about. So Cal Kowalik. Logan Zenneberg, my offensive defensive MVP for the Oilers, which leaves one team left to talk about, and that's the Beale City X. You talk about a tough time deciding an offensive and defensive MVP with, <laughs> again, really, really tough to decide. But again, I, when I think about the moments, you know, again, no numbers in front of me. When I think about the moments on offense, I think about Jamison Latham and just countless 70-yard touchdowns that he went on time after time. And not just this year, his four years as an Aggie. The very first time he touched the football, he went for a 60-yard touchdown run, and he forever became the electric Jamison Latham, the electric freshman, electric sophomore, electric junior, and the electric senior. And again, don't got the big numbers in front of me, but I believe he finished the 21 touchdowns touchdowns on the year from scrimmage, maybe another one or two running back kickoffs. I believe he averaged like 20-some yards of catch, about 10 yards of carry. He was just unbelievable on the offensive side of the football for the Beale City Aggies this year. And again, there are so many seniors that I think of that were standout for the Aggies. Fussman, Smith, to Wilson, to Latham, Bukovic, Lyon, 
Anderson. So, so many guys on the line that could have made this list, could have made the All-22 team, except had to kind of trim things down to just six. And so Jamison Latham, Latham, pardon me, the offensive MVP for the Beale City Aggies. When I think of the defensive MVP, again, really tough to decide. You look at some of those numbers. I believe Jack Fussman had five interceptions on the year. Didn't throw one himself at the quarterback spot. That's that's pretty darn special. But Bennett Gildy was just unbelievable this year for Beale City at his linebacker spot. And again, you could go back the last two years as well for what this man has done. And you, you talk about a guy who's in on every single play. Every time I looked down, it was 53. And I guess sometimes 63 with Cooper McQueen. But I would just assume it was Bennett Gildy because he always seemed to be in on every play. Again, I mentioned you know the moments. There was like three tips in a row with Iron Mountain at a really crucial point in that game on a second down, a third down, and a fourth down. But Bennett Gilly jumped. I, I, he probably still wonders how he jumped as high as he did to tip this pass. So I said, talked about the moments there. So many great defensive players as well. But I think Gilly had just a few more of those moments this year. And so Bennett Gilly, my defensive MVP. And when I think about that lost Ubley, gosh, that defense, they played pretty darn well. I think it was seven fourth down conversions that Ubley had. If you force a team into seven fourth downs throughout a game, it's fourth down and one, fourth down and two. There's no shame giving up two or three yards. But that's just the way Ubley wanted to roll, and they were able to roll in that game and ultimately went on to win the state championship. But what a year it was for Beale City and for all of our teams. And our offensive MVP, Jamison Latham, defensive MVP, Bennett Gildy. Those two guys, just uh, bright futures ahead of them, whatever they choose to do. And so there it is, our six MVPs. Offensive MVP for Cigarette Academy, Jason Bogue. Defensive MVP, Connor Stemke. For the Mount Pleasant Oilers, offensive MVP, Cal Kowalik. Defensive MVP, Logan Zenneberg. For Beale City, offensive MVP, Mr. Jamison Latham. Defensive MVP, Bennett Gildy. And as I said, High school basketball already starting tomorrow night or 28th of November, depending on when you listen to this. It is Mount Pleasant hosting Midland now, starting off our action Friday night. Beale City hosting Everett. Next week, we've got Shepard hosting Beale City and Girls High Scoops. Find our full schedule right now at buck92.com or my1043.net. Be back with you talking all basketball, maybe a little bit of college football next week. It's Spock Sports Show podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Barberry Law Firm every Monday night, 7 p.m. here on Buck 92.